You're listening to the Bay Christian Family Church Podcast. Praise God as you see that open your Bible at Ephesians chapter 3. Ephesians chapter 3. Would you shout out for me what's on the banner? Ready? One, two, three. Okay, that sounded like the school's basketball cheerleading team or netball cheerleading team. or That wasn't too bad for a high school team. Can the people at the back see the banner? Okay, so you all got voices as well? I want to hear our campuses clean across town. Can the campuses see it? Have we got a camera on it? They might not have seen that. Okay, there it is. You ready? One, two, three. Do you believe that? Ephesians 3 verse 20. Now to God who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. To Him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations. How long? This is God's eternal plan. I said this is God's eternal plan. And He hasn't changed His plan. Not since this was written and not since He said, let there be light. God's plan is for you to know Him as a God that always goes beyond what you even expect. See, the moment we whittle down what we do to what we're capable of and what we're able to do and what we can solve and what science can fix, what economics can balance, what doctors can heal, the moment we limit ourselves to our natural capacity, our natural ability, we shut off God's ability to be power in your life. God wants you to know Him as God. Why would He say, lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him. Now, He's not saying, stop working out that 2 plus 2 equals 4. There are times you have to use your brain. Isn't that right? When I sit down to balance my bank account, I don't say, Holy Spirit, please give me wisdom for this. I can do arithmetic. But I also know the word says he teaches me to profit. Now there's a bunch of people in the natural world, not even saved people, who have learned to work the stock market. They've learned to work cryptocurrencies. They've learned to work, you know, commodities, art, whatever it might be, and, and uh, computers, and, and they've made billions of it. They've learned to work markets. But it was all done using natural abilities. So if one man is capable of taking a gap in the market, recognizing it before anyone else does, capture it, and within his lifetime become a billionaire using natural ability, and God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above what that man could ask or think about. 
In other words, if he can do that using his own brain, God can take you beyond that. And the Word of God tells us that God will teach you to profit. That's not profit in as prophesying, not that prophet. Not teach you to be a prophet. P-R-O-F-I-T, profit as in making more money. God will teach you to profit. What am I saying? I'm speaking here tonight as a prophet. I'm declaring a prophetical word. If you'd open your heart and hear what the Spirit has to say. is God is releasing in His body the abilities to think beyond a man who created a billionaire empire. Oh, wow. That's nice. Open your prophetical heart. Receive it by faith. If God can take a man and put him in a position where he was a prisoner one day and prime minister the next, we're not talking about waiting 10 years to get elected. We're not talking to try and prove your system. It's about God saying, I need you in the top house today. When God decides today is today, you'll see supernatural promotion that will just blow the minds of everybody else who was vying. There were people standing right next to Pharaoh saying, I'm next, I can help, I'm next. I mean, they told him his plans and they, they, were, they failed. He laughed at it. I need a man that understands visions. I need a man that understands dreams. I need a man that can see beyond what's happening here. What did I see? Come with all your soothsaying and your witch doctrine and all this stuff. No, I want to know. And that's where the butler said, I remember there's a man. God's position people that are going to remember you. And when you are remembered, we're talking about a movement that will be so beyond what the natural mind can conceive. God is preparing His church to demonstrate His kingdom his glory in a way that a total atheist will look at that and would have to say, this is not religious fanaticism. This is not a bunch of people tricking people, tricking people into serving and coming to God and saying, I love Jesus. But they, the people that are coming, they're coming to church are just coming because they need uh, crutches anyway. It's just a spiritual crutch. This is not, you know, anyone that's intelligent wouldn't need church, wouldn't need, because that's the problem. The church has just been speaking on a level where it's been emotional and you needed emotional help. And yeah, you all love one another yeah yeah i see yeah sure i see churches fighting amongst themselves i see christians getting divorced i see i still see the same problems but god's about to do something that when that happens 
you're going to have the church, you're going to have the atheists look at it and say, this is not just religious fanaticism. This has to be something supernatural. I don't know what to call it because they don't believe there's a God. And you can say, yeah, but how about calling him God? Because you know that that was not naturally possible. God is getting ready to move through your life in the exceedingly, abundantly, above. Now this has been established since time began. When God said, let there be light, it was already finished. It was already finished. The children of Israel could not tap into it, even though they saw there's wonders been happening in front of them, miracles, things you cannot explain, and Red Sea opening that you can't, you don't just say, well, the wind was really strong last night. No, what kind of wind opens up a sea that you walk through on dry land? A highway, the Bible called it, through the ocean, through, through, no, through a sea, a highway, manna out of heaven, quail, water out of a rock. And yet they could not access the actual blessing God was taking. That was just the, the, the sideshows to get them on the way. That was to feed them and sustain them. No, he had prepared a land where they were going to move in and there was not even going to be any labor. You're going to live in houses you don't even need to build. You're done with working. I'm going to give it to you. You don't even have to dig your wells. They're waiting for you. You see, we're still in this works mentality. I've got to work. I've got to build. I've got to work. I've got to build. I've got to work. I've got to build. And people say, but if we all just did nothing, who would do anything? No, no, then you don't understand. The way the kingdom is manifesting gifts, your work should be manifesting your gift. When you manifest your gift, then you will have things given to you. You have things handed to you. When you are manifesting your gift, it's you. Listen, some of the dreams you have, you could work five lifetimes and not be able to get there. Why is it when you work month after 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 month you you get to a place? Someone says, "I wish I was a millionaire." Take your salary in your lifetime and add it up, and I would say that many, many, many people. Bypassed a million. Come on. Doesn't take much per month in a lifetime of working for a million rand to flow through your fingers. Oh, well, is it? That's the point. The devil has set it up to have a system that you will end up serving in the natural that's designed to devour whatever comes into your hand. The moment it comes into your hand, he's set up the system that it will just suck it right back out. And we call that living. What do you work for? I work for a living. You don't work for a living. Jesus gave you life for living. Jesus gave you life for living. 
You work for seed. When you understand that, you come out of the natural, you come out of that limited system, and you step over into a kingdom system where you understand, now my gifting is manifested to generate seed because my seed will produce more than I could ever work for in a lifetime. I can't move enough bricks. I can't dig enough holes to get to where God needs me to be. I need some todays to happen. I need that business open today. I need that house paid today. I need that equipment paid today. I've got things to do and I don't have time to work a lifetime that I open the business when I'm 80 and ready to retire. We were a little slow there. Do you believe that? God's already done it. Say He's already done it. Look at chapter 1, Ephesians 1 verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has. Is that past tense? He has blessed us with how much? How many? Every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Every, every spiritual blessing. Now, sometimes people get stuck on that spiritual. Well, that's spiritual. Hallelujah. Now, it's not just talking about, you know, laying hands and seeing glory move. That is spiritual. We understand that. There's, you know, peace and rest in, and, and comfort, there, that's, there's a spiritual aspect to it, the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, that's all, you know, that's part of spiritual. But everything that exists begins in the Spirit. Look at Hebrews 11 verse 3. By faith we understand the worlds were framed how? By the Word of God. By the Word of God. How did God create the world? He spoke. Where did He find enough bricks to build a planet? How many bricks would you need to build a solar system? How much concrete do you think you're going to need to build a galaxy? Where are you going to find a factory big enough to create enough concrete? To generate a universe. How many years do you think it would take an army to build a pyramid? Never mind a planet. And get the planet to work. No, God spoke. I said God spoke. God spoke. So where did it come from? So that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. In other words, the things you see, before you see them, they were unseen. So God spoke and took the unseen that could not be seen. But when the unseen was spoken as seen, then the unseen was brought on the scene. 
and now you could see. It already existed. This planet already existed. The Bible says the Holy Spirit is moving on the face of the deep. And God said, it already existed in the realm of the Spirit. You've got to get this. The Holy Spirit is moving on the face of the deep. It already existed. God said, let there be light. The planet manifested. Oh, come on. You've got to give Jesus praise. You've got you to start seeing these things. Because until you see it, you won't see it in the scene. Even though it's unseen. But you've got to see the unseen. To see it on the scene. God has already blessed you with every blessing. It starts in the realm of the Spirit. Everything started in the realm of the Spirit. You already existed before you, you were even a twinkle in your mother's eye. God said, I knew Jeremiah before he was formed in his mother's womb. He knew him. He didn't say, I thought about him. I had a plan for a Jeremiah. He says, I knew him as in no. Look at it, Hebrews 11.3 from the Passion Translation. Faith empowers us to see that the universe was created and beautifully coordinated by the power of God's words. He spoke and the invisible realm gave birth to all that is seen. How am you ready for some birth? How am you ready to bring in what God has planned for you? Read that from the Amplified. By faith we understand that the worlds during the successive ages were framed. They were fashioned. They were put in order and equipped for their intended purpose by the Word of God. So that we see what we see was not made out of things which are visible. Notice this, equipped for intended purpose. You were designed for an intended purpose. And that tells me that God has put in order things that need to be in your life to fulfill that intended purpose. Okay, some of you were taking notes. Hallelujah. Have a look at Genesis chapter 31. Now you recall when Jacob first saw Rachel, he fell in love with her and he wanted to marry her and Laban said that he had to work for him seven years to pay for the right to marry his daughter. After seven years, he gave Leah to Jacob through deceit. You know, Laban shouldn't have done that, but technically Jacob was reaping what he sowed. Because he also 
cheated for his birthright. And so when he found out that it was Leah, he was shocked and said, I wanted Rachel. And then Laban said, well, it's customary that our firstborn gets married first. So now you can still have Rachel, but that's another seven years. So 14 years, he worked without any income. Laban abused him, used his free labor as a slave, using his daughters to dangle, to keep him as a slave. And Jacob did that. But then after that, once he had married Rachel, then he went on to keep working for Laban. And Laban said, well, then how are we going to pay you? Because I need to pay you salary. And so Jacob came up with a plan and he said, you know, if you see any, any, any animal that's, you know, in other words, all the perfect animals, the perfectly white sheep, perfectly white or gray goats, all the nice animals, that'll be yours. I'll have all the speckled ones, all those that have some kind of blemish. I'll keep those. So if you ever find a clean animal amongst mine, you know I stole it from you. It's yours. If I find a clean animal with me, it's yours, I keep the speckled ones. And Laban said, that sounds like a plan. Because that was really just now and then. Only a few animals were like that. But you see, Jacob had heard a plan from God. God had given him a vision. And so he got some, some branches and he cut some pockmarks in the branches. You know, if you understand the branches brown, then using a knife he cut some little holes. So now you've got white dots all over that. And he put that in the water where they drank. And so now the animals have a vision before them. Spots, speckles, spots, spots, spots. Every time they came to drink, spots, spots. Before you know it, the mothers are all giving birth to spotted animals. See, they had a vision in front of them. Now it's playing out. Now all the animals are coming out spotted. And so, of course, Jacob gets to keep all the animals. And so Jacob realized, whoa, hang on, all these, any animal that's ever born around here is spotted. So he changes the plan. He says, now I keep the spotted ones. Jacob says, okay. Takes the branches out. And before you know, all the animals are coming out white and clean. And those are all going to Jacob again. You getting this? And so Laban keeps changing the plan. He keeps changing. Well, if that's the way, and he kept seeing whatever was working for Jacob, he changed the salary to get it his way again. Come and have a look here. Verse 4. Jacob, Genesis 31 verse 4. Jacob sent and called Rachel and Leah to field his flock, to his flock and said to them, I see your father's countenance is not favorable towards me as before. Laban was getting irritated and he was getting angry and he has no idea where this is going. If dad-in-law is upset, what's on now? Why is he going to, what's he coming at me for? And he says, but the God of my father has been with me. The God of my father has been with me. And you know that with all my might, I have served your father. Yet your father has deceived me and changed my wages ten times. But God did not allow him to hurt me. If he said the speckled will be your wages, then all the flocks bore speckled. 
And if he said the streaked will be your wages, then all the flocks bore streaked. And so God had taken away the livestock of your father and he gave them to me. And it happened at the time when the flocks conceived, I lifted my eyes and I saw in a dream, behold, the rams which leaped upon the flocks were streaked, speckled and gray spotted. And the angel of God spoke to me in a dream and said, Jacob. I said, here I am. And he said, lift up your eyes and see all the rams which leap on the flocks are streaked, speckled and gray spotted. For I've seen that la- what all that Laban is doing to you. I am the God of Bethel where you anointed the pillar and you made a vow to me. Now arise, get out this land and return to the land of your family. God will not allow to you to be abused by the system. I don't care who tries to abuse you, tries to work you, get as much out of you and pay you as little as possible to get you to work as hard as you can. When he says, you made a vow to me, God of Bethel, what's he talking about? When you look at chapter 28, Genesis 28 verse 20, Jacob made a vow saying, if God will be with me, he said, I will be your God, you will be my people. And Jacob said, if that is the case, then keep me in the way that I'm going. Give me bread to eat and clothing to put on so that when I come back to my father's house in peace, the Lord will be my God. And this stone which I've set as a pillar shall be God's house, Bethel. Bethel, that's the house of God. And this will be Bethel. And all that you give me, I will surely give a tenth to you. He vows to tithe. Family of God, he had no Bible. That's why people say, isn't the tithe Old Testament? Isn't it under the law? He didn't have that. He had the example of his fathers who honored God with a tithe. Whenever God did anything in their life, he watched them take a tithe to the man of God. And he sets up this rock and he says, I'm making a decision. I'm going out from here. My brother's trying to kill me. I've got to live. I know you gave a promise to my fathers. And so I'm making a vow now. If, if, if I see this word to be so, then this place will be the house of God. I will come back here and I will honor that tithe. And this is what happened when Laban abused Jacob for slave labor, using love as his temptation. God did not allow that to go unsettled. He says, I heard that vow. You said, if I am God, let me show you. Come down to Genesis 31. Look at verse 38. These 20 years, he says to Laban, he leaves overnight and he takes his wives with him and Laban chases him down and says, listen, if you were going, why didn't you at least tell me? He said, I thought you'd stop me. And he tried to accuse him and I won't go into the whole for time's sake, but then eventually it proves out he's innocent. And then he addresses Laban. He says, these 20 years, it wasn't just the 14. These 20 years I've been with you. Your ewes and your female goats have not miscarried their young. 
I've not eaten the rams of your flock. That which was torn by beasts, I did not even bring to you. He paid the price. He made sure Laban always came out on top. He said, yeah, I bore the loss of it. You required it from my hand, whether it was stolen by day or stolen by night. In other words, if it was stolen, Jacob had to pay for it. There I was in the day. The drought consumed me, the frost by night, my sleep departed from my eyes, and thus I've been in your house 20 years. I served you 14 years for your two daughters, six years for your flock, and you've changed my wages 10 times. Unless the God of my father, the God of Abraham, and the fear of Isaac had been with me, surely now you would have sent me away empty-handed. God has seen my affliction and the labor of my hands, and he rebuked you last night. How are you ready? Family God, I'm telling you today, many, many, many of you have felt abused. You felt overworked. You felt like you have not been seen or recognized. And I want you to know, it, you don't need man to see you. You don't need man to recognize you. You don't need man to even give you increased bonus or promotion. When God sees it, He sees what's been happening. He will not allow it. God is not a God that will be mocked. His very word says, the wages of a man, a workman, is worthy of his wages. A workman is worthy of his wages. That which you have put in day and night, the account has been ticking up. And maybe your boss thinks he can't afford you. Maybe he's keeping the money for himself. Maybe he's making you pay for everything that he should have paid for and somehow made it feel like it was your fault. But God has been keeping the role. God has been keeping the account. God has been, he's been notching it up and he will not allow you to go out empty handed. It is time for payback. Now I just need to ask who would believe it. Uh, it's, it's, I'm looking for people that are going to go out on Monday and say, I'm, I'm getting this. I, I am, I am going to, what, what is my branch? What, what is my spec? Because you can't work hard enough for this. This isn't posturing in front of the boss. Look at me, look at me, look at me. You can't work hard enough. Because there's bosses out there that the harder you work, they say, ooh, getting more free labor, yeah. You think you're working for more promotion. Maybe if I made more coffee and I made more, maybe if I made more. He says, oh, free coffee every day. I'm not even paying them to make coffee and they keep making me coffee. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about God positioning you. He's going to show you what your branch looks like. And all you have to do is throw it down, walk away and let His glory do the work. Uh-huh. I'll say it. There's someone here tonight. God just let me know. Someone's about to walk into your life 
and drop a house into your possession. Now I speak that by the Spirit of God. That, now if that's by the Spirit of God, it's, it's happening. So now you just have to come let me know that was me, Pastor. Once, once you got the keys, I'm not saying, you, you can come tell me by faith. I'm talking about testimony time. Testimony time. See these keys? You spoke it on, what's the date? 25th? 24th. Today. So you can bring the keys and say, look here. I got it on the 24th. But they only gave it to me on. Amen. I, 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 I just can't, I can't see how, how, how that could happen. You know, that's the problem. That's the problem. The man of God said, tomorrow this time, <laughs> food will be bountiful and it will be cheap. And the captain said, uh, even if God was God, it wouldn't. Oh, well, did you hear the word? He just, even if it was God, he could. <laughs> where's your mind for impossible being possible? And the man of God had to say, no, well, you won't be eating from it. See, that, that, that can happen. So someone says, I just can't see that happen. No, it probably won't. The point is, be open. Be open, because this is a season that we moved into where God is doing exceedingly abundantly above what you could ask or think. Someone had a, has a vision for a, a bed and breakfast, but it's not just like a house. It's like a, like a hotel boutique, like, you know, there's mini boutiques, boutique hotels. And there's somebody that's looking for you. They're done with it and they don't even want to bother selling it. They're looking for you. It just you've had a dream for it and you're going to connect and they're going to say and you're going to explain. You're going to somehow the Lord's going to show you and lead you how to do it and it's going to be handed to you. Jesus. Family, God is generating His church. Rejuvenating. Causing His kingdom to manifest. Things that eye has not seen, ear has not heard, nor has entered into the heart of man. Things people haven't even thought about, God is bringing in and through you. Amen. I've said it before and I'm saying it again. And now it's time to step into it and receive it. Is there are inventions in you. There are inventions in you. In this room. In the campuses. That God's been speaking to you for many years about. And you just need to get it out into action. I'm not just talking about an easier way to sharpen a pencil. I'm not talking about some life hack. I'm talking about something's going to change this world. It's coming out of the church. It's coming out of the church. 
but you don't get it watching TikTok videos. Because whatever you see on TikTok videos, someone's already done. Watching what everyone else has done. Oh, look, he's done. Oh, look, he's invented. Oh, look, he made. Oh, look, he's doing. Oh, look, he's doing. Look what he's doing. Oh, look what he's doing. What are you doing? What are you doing? When are you going to get in front of God and say, Father, show me, not some video YouTube summing. I want a video vision of heaven. Because that thing already exists. Do you understand that? That working gadget, that working invention already is functioning in heaven. And God brought technology up to where it is today. Everything that already existed was already working in heaven. But it took a man to say, where to next? And because there were no Christians listening, God needed to move the world into the next phase. He had to give it to just somebody, at least bring it into the earth. And some sinner became a billionaire because of it. And that day is over. God wants his church to be the billionaire. God wants you to be the one bringing the inventions in. Why? There is a gospel to be preached. There are churches to be built. There's evangelism teams to be mobilized in thousands. Not send one evangelist here, one evangelist there, have a meeting there, have a meeting over here. No, full on teams moving in and changing cities. When you have a problem like we have in KwaZulu-Natal, an entire church gets on the bus next day, bus and we move in and totally transform a city, rebuild the city. And that's where the community turned around and said, who are you? We're the kingdom of God. Let me tell you about our father. Can you see that? Am you ready? Come on, stand up on your feet. Give Jesus praise. Can we give him glory like we believe it? Lift your hand and say, I'm ready, Father. I am that church. Manifest your kingdom. I believe it. I'm running with this. I see it. You are God. You're my God. Who does exceedingly, abundantly, above what I ask or think. And I receive it. I see the visions. I see the dreams. I see the plans. I see the inventions. I know where you want to take my life. And this right here is not it. I refuse to carry on with empty toil, hard labor. I move into the rest of God. I do what God's called me to do. And He does the manifesting. I receive it today.